0: This is a Lip Media Podcast. I swear a lot, so if you don't like swearing, don't listen to this podcast. Okay, bye. Fuck off and die, I hope you have a shitty life. Welcome to Fuck Off and Die, the podcast where we help you through the fucked upness of heartbreak. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jade. And we are here for you, giving you a big motherfucking hug. Whether you like it or not, whether you consent or not, it's happening. Yeah, Sarah needs to learn some things about consent. I need to learn boundaries. My motto is force the love. Oh. Anyway, what's new with you, Jade? I don't know, Sarah. What's new with me?
2: I feel like you're angling at something. I just really want to talk about the fact that you're having a butt party on Saturday night. So I have this friend and it's her birthday and it will have already passed by the time this pot is released. So we we can give away surprises because it'll be revealed by then. Yeah. But she, it's impossible to know whether she's actually really, really obsessed with butts or whether she thinks butts are funny. Like, I can't tell whether she's joking or serious. And it could
0: be both things. I guess two things can be true. And either way, we're going to celebrate her potential love for butts by having a butt party. And the only reason that I wanted to bring this up was because I've invented this game. Instead of pass the parcel, it's pass the asshole. (laughs) And every layer you go down, you learn a fact about butts. Um. Can you, what is a butt fact? Can you give me an
2: example?
0: (laughs) What the hell is a butt fact? Okay, so someone told me the other day, I can't verify if this is true, but I will later, that your butt can stretch to, I think it's eight inches, or the size of two raccoons. That can't be true. Also, how do you put two raccoons in your butt? Okay, so this is the part in the podcast where I go to the book that I wrote and Jade Illustrated. And we do an activity to make you feel a little bit better. We call it a little bit of crack uh, to get you through a moment of the day because when you're going through heartbreak, I think it's just about getting through the moments because it's fucking hard. Yeah. So this one is the chapter in the book called Phone a Friend, Not the Cunt. Shall I read it? Please. Okay. Okay. You probably phoned him when your boss was a dick or when you wanted to talk about that weird-looking dog you saw crossing the street. These seemingly small conversations are often what you miss the most. Then there's the heavier stuff. Don't worry, it's time to upgrade. Go to your phone, delete him from your favourites, replace him with at least three other people. When you feel shit... Do we list them all <laughs> under his name? <laughs>
2: Under his name, what? Well, you said replace, delete him, replace him with three other people. So do I just like are you add saying, three different people under his name?
0: Are you saying the book is wrong?
2: <laughs> are you questioning the book? I would never question the book. I just, I'm looking for clarification.
0: No, you fucking delete him and then you add three other people.
2: And you call them all your ex's name?
0: No, you call them their names. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you finish school? <laughs> Add- Do you know what a verb is? <laughs> no. It's a doing <laughs> word. Do you know why I know that? Because that's actually my business name. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's how I make money. Okay. I just thought you were living off this sweet podcast money. Well, if I was, I'd be eating tuna and. You wish you could afford tuna on podcast on money. <laughs> I'd be living on the street. Okay. Wait, let me finish. Sorry. Add people who are good at listening and leave you feeling better after a conversation. This is important. They'll be stoked to make your list. Okay, I have some things to say about this. Please. Okay. If you're like, I don't have three people. I don't have any friends. You probably do. That person that you have a feeling you can call, add them and add Lifeline. What's their number? So their number is 13, 11, 14. So what if I don't feel like I like, what if I'm like, oh, I don't feel like I can
2: call them. I don't feel like my problems are big enough.
0: Well, they are. Thank you. Your problems are always big enough. Thank you for validating my problems. That's okay. I always validate you. So I use Lifeline because sometimes, say, you wake up really early because when you're grieving, sometimes you wake up early, which is annoying. And then you call everyone on your list and they don't answer because it's too early. Then you can call Lifeline. That one, that example really hilarious because I know <laughs>
2: you're not a morning person and I'm always up by seven.
0: <laughs> no, but I had that one. So I went through my list. I think I had 10 people in it and no one was answering. They're probably sick of me because I cycle through all the people that a call. Yeah. So that they get a little bit of respite yeah. in between me crying. So you've fall. got more than three people on your list. I do. But that's because I guess over years of breakups, I've honed a lot of. You've honed this skill. Yeah. I mean, I'm So for every
2: ex you've had, you've now got three extra friends. Three extra
0: people. (laughs) And then I have Lifeline and they are really, really great. I actually have a friend who works there and and trains people and they have a really great process. And And do you feel better after that They do leave me feeling calmer. And then by that time, all the other people are calling me back and then I talk to them.
2: Great. Mm. I love that. Um,
0: Um, Who else is on the list? uh, Usually I have my dad. He's great. You're on the list, obviously. I have a, a few other friends and family members.
2: I'm going to put it out there as well for anyone who maybe isn't big on phone but um, just wants to be heard. You can always message us. Like, yeah. we check our messages.
0: Oh, my God. I would love that. I mean, I
2: don't love it that you need someone. Like, we someone. might not be instantly responsive. Like, if you need instant response, you probably mm. need to call someone more immediate. But, like, you can just tell
0: us when you're having a shit time. And we do have people that do that. And I always feel – and this is the thing. Your friends – are probably going to feel privileged that you're reaching out to them in your time of need. And when people do that to us, I feel privileged that you feel comfortable sharing with us.
2: Yeah. Because, yeah, because it is a privilege. And because we can't see you when we're recording. And so it's really nice to know that we're, I don't know, have some kind of comforting presence in your life or something.
0: Yeah, crass comfort.
2: Cross that's what
0: we specialize in. <laughs> um, so I actually want to talk to the, about the science behind this. Oh, um, so okay. this activity is about breaking the habit of your ex. Okay. So you you used to sort of automatically reach out to him or her or them when you needed something or when you wanted to share something, and um, so it's really about breaking the addiction of wanting your ex. It's actually something that's really normal to feel. So after a breakup, it's really normal to feel obsessed. With your ex like you want to call them you want to see them um even if you're the one that did the breaking up it's actually a a physiological response okay Um, but the good news is that it will eventually subside over time but i wanted to mention a study um that sort of went into this so a couple of badass scientists called lucy brown and helen fisher um they did a brain scan activity Um, They looked at 15 young adults who had recently been broken up with. Um, So many of the participants were still very upset. They wanted their exes back. They were often um, calling them at inappropriate times of the night, showing up. Some were just depressed or despondent. And um, when they were in uh, the, I'm assuming it was an MRI machine, um, they were shown photos of their exes. And the scans showed activity in several areas of the brain, including regions associated with the reward or motivation system that communicates via the release of dopamine.
2: So it's like addiction.
0: It totally is. And I think I remember you touched on this in one of our early episodes. I'm pretty smart. You are. (laughs) (laughs) So this neurotransmitter, dopamine, is associated with drug addiction and the early stages of love. So you are actually breaking an addiction right now. Right. And that is why you feel fucking crazy and why you feel like you need them. And that's why also you might be very tempted to go on their social media Yep. And or see talk photos about of them, them a lot because you're getting hits of dopamine right okay so if you can and it's hard to say this but if you can try not to look at their social media try to block it so you don't get tempted to look it up mm-hmm. um, but that can be difficult we've done a pod about that we before. have we should reference it yeah because I can't be fucked talking about it again
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, go back through the history. There's a plot about social media and how to go through and block
0: it and all sorts of things. Because what you're experiencing is cravings for Mm. your ex, like a drug addict craves a drug or a newly in love person craves a new love. And um, it's really unfortunate, but the same area of the brain lights up when a person is happily in love or obsessing over a lost love.
2: The same part of your brain. Yeah.
0: So and when these parts of your brain light up, we're intensely driven to find the object of our love or even just think about them obsessively mm-hmm. so if you're doing that this activity is about helping to break that cycle so when you are thinking so you about reroute the thought process 100 you exactly so instead of calling him or her mm-hmm. you call this other person mm-hmm. on your list and mm-hmm. if they don't answer call the next person and every time you think about communicating and with if lifeline on the list
2: you're never going to run out of people to call because they're always going to be there
0: no, and they are good. Every now and then you get a bit of a shit person answering the phone because maybe they're a trainee, but um, t- I don't know, you hang up and call again. Still someone on the other end, isn't it? So I've written something here. <laughs> Break the cycle by replacing them with other people, less dickheaded people or simply people who haven't broken up with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a writer. <laughs> Replace them
2: with people that haven't broken up with you. Great. Or less dickheaded. But even if you How many you're- <laughs>
0: EDs at the, at the end of dickheaded? <laughs> Even if you've done the breaking up with, this is still relevant because I actually don't think it matters. I've broken up with people and I still feel like I want to check how you they still go. still get in. that crazy addiction loop. 100%. Right. I, I would like to know how long it lasts. They say it takes six weeks to break an addiction, but I didn't actually find. It might also depend how actively
2: you're trying to break that addiction because I think, mm. you know, like I know from myself, like with breakups, like I've had recurring kind of those kind of craving recurring like that person constantly on my mind thing Mm. for like years afterwards if I haven't kind of I mean I'm way better at it now but when I was younger Mm. like those those things would stay with me
0: yeah and it, it is really hard and I guess what I'm trying to get across here is that if you feel like you are insane it's because you are like your brain is is pushing you to obsess about that person but there are things that you could do to as you said, Jade, redirect that energy and it will take time. Put it somewhere where it's actually going to give you something back. 100%. Lean into the
2: pit. Literally anyone who is less dick <laughs>
0: Should we go to the next bit?
2: Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I was just leaving you an edit gap.
0: Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Professional. Do you want to tell me what the listener question is?
2: Yeah, so interestingly, maybe not coincidentally because I came in with two questions. The one that more closely matches what we've been talking about, so let's discuss it, is why does my ex keep contacting me?
0: Oh, okay, Why?
2: Well, I think you just described it. Like it's that oh, yeah. it's the reverse of what you were just talking about. it's it literally when you go through a breakup, all those feelings that you're having, so does your ex, and so they're experiencing that same craving
0: cycle as you are. So you're saying that I just answered the question for you, more or less. I just yeah. did all the job done, <laughs> the end. <laughs> but that is true because we we sometimes get so into what we're feeling, we forget that your ex is also feeling that. That most of the time your ex is also a person who has feelings.
2: Unless they're a sociopath. Unless they're a sociopath, but
0: they're they're not that common. And even then, if they are like a sociopath, they may be contacting you to keep you like on the shelf for when they need emotional support or something.
2: Yeah. But you're
0: right. It's not likely that they're a sociopath.
2: Yeah, no. Most of the time
0: it's literally like they're in that same – I
2: guess addiction cycle as you are.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it's very easy to fall into the trap of thinking, "Oh, my ex got in touch, so they want to get back together," and it's not necessarily the case, but it can yeah. cause a lot of heartache. Like, so I've had it before where ex gets in touch, I respond, and then they go cold. So you're in this kind of hot, cold, oh, I hate that flip flop kind of situation. But it's pretty easy to explain because it's they're craving that reassurance, they're craving that hit, but they don't yeah. want to get back together. So as soon as they'll, they'll reach out, they'll get what they need and then they'll withdraw because they don't actually want
0: to get back together. Yeah, they just want that little reassurance yeah. that you still are thinking about them or yeah. like them.
2: Yeah. I hate
0: that game. Well, it's not even a game.
2: Like they might not be aware they're doing it.
0: But I'm aware they're doing it. Well, now we're all going to be aware because we just
2: made a podcast about it. Yeah. Um. So I think it's important to – If your ex is reaching out, I guess what you do about that would depend Mm. on how it's affecting you. So what if they're reaching out and you don't want them to be? I mean, you could tell them, like, I'm not really ready to be in touch right now. And what if they keep
0: reaching out? Block them. Block them, yeah. You know what's hard, though, is there's so many platforms now that they can get to you on. Mm. And then even, like, I've had where they come to you through your friends. Yeah. And then you have to tell your friends, please stop passing messages. I mean –
2: you wouldn't, I mean, I don't understand why people would be passing messages in the first place, but yeah, but that's, sure.
0: that's because you're very boundary driven, as I yeah. always say, which I appreciate. And also no, none of my exes would probably go to you to pass a message to me because they would go. you're terrifying. You <laughs> you're not the friend that passes the messages. No,
2: not really. Yeah. I was also thinking about, so I'm in touch with some of my exes and I think about, okay, why am I contacting them? Mm. You know, so The reason why your ex is contacting you could be the same as the reasons why I'm contacting my exes, right? And yeah, some of it's that that little hit, that little Mm. dopamine hit, that reassurance. That like one of the things for me is that my exes know me in a way that other people don't.
0: Yeah, and sometimes when I want to
2: remind myself of that
0: part of myself, I want to talk to them. Do you think it also makes a difference as to like the time between the breakup and the contact? So if it's immediate, you know, it's sort of an addiction. Yeah. And then if it's been a little while, it could just be a nostalgia yeah. comfort thing. Yeah. Especially in COVID times because yes. a lot of people have been talking to us about whether it's okay to be in touch with their exes. Yeah. And I just think instead of judging, we should just be, as long as you're safe and they're not being Dickheads to you. If it makes you feel good, just fucking do yeah, it. Yeah. If if you're enjoying it, there's no harm in talking to your exes. Like one of the
2: reasons I have put on my list is it's fun. Like, like it's yeah. fun to talk to your exes yeah. sometimes, um especially if you actually have a yeah n- a non-stressful, a- addictive, mm. codependent relationship with them. Yeah. If it's been a while, it can be kind of fun to talk to your exes.
0: Sometimes when I talk to them, I go, "Oh yeah, this is why we broke up." Yeah. And like it that can way more be really apparent.
2: reassuring. <laughs>
0: Or you just see things more clearly because it's been a longer time, which is is validating. Mm, Although I went through a phase where there was one guy I was dating and he sort of on the exterior seemed like the perfect guy, but then when you got to know him, he was super emotionally unavailable. So every time he Mm. reached out, I'd get that little excitement of, oh, maybe this is it this time. We're going to make it work. Uh, But now that's happened so many times and we still stayed friends. When he does reach out, I just like – don't feel anything. Why do you think he reaches out though? Uh, Because I think he probably just appreciates my uh, company or insight.
2: That maybe (laughs) your ex could like you, even if the relationship doesn't work out, you could still like who they are as a
0: person. Yeah, I think so. And I think a lot of, I've found a lot of my exes want to stay friends, but I just try to look at whether it's good for me Mm -hmm. because sometimes there's been hurt or you feel like they've done a few things that you can't come back from mm-hmm, so yeah. you have to look at what what, you what get works out of for it. you but whereas in the past I feel like I just wanted to make everyone feel good and I, I felt sorry for them and I thought well maybe they don't have that many people to talk to because I also think men find it harder to make connections mm-hmm. which is often why they connect with their ex-girlfriends mm-hmm. because it's harder for them to have those deeper relationships whereas women tend to find it a little bit easier. Mm, we have more places to go for intimate conversation. And I feel so lucky that we do. Like I think it's hard to be a man culturally. Yeah, the, the man box sucks. Yeah, even though it's changing, like the way that our fathers deal with uh, emotions, often they're quite closed. And I think our generation of men are, are better, but they're mm. still impacted by that. Not And the next to. generation of men will be better. Totally. The- like that's the beauty of feminism.
2: It's going to free everyone, not just the women.
0: Yeah, well, even the men I talk to in their early 20s and mid-20s, they do seem way more cool about just sharing where they're at and their feelings. I've noticed that Hmm. because you know how much I like talking to men in their early to mid-20s.
2: I wouldn't even put an age boundary on it. I think you just like talking to men.
0: (laughs) I I talked to a guy on the street today. (laughs) He was wearing a uniform and it looked like the school uniform from the school down the road. And I said, oh, you look like you're wearing the school uniform but you're a bit old. (laughs) And then he laughed and I was like, Oh, I'm so good at talking to people.
2: <laughs> then I walked off. What a
0: strange interaction. <laughs> yeah, it was strange, but I enjoyed it. Uh, so is there anything else on that?
2: Not really. That written down? I think that pretty much covers it. But I just thought it was interesting because you'd already answered the question. So I didn't mean to. It's great.
0: But it's funny because I didn't think of it that way at all when you yeah.
2: explained That's it. That's the thing that happens so often, though, is that we forget that The person at the other end is also a person. Mm. And that's not like I'm not saying, oh, you've got to take care of your exes. No, fuck that. You gotta take care of yourself. Yeah. But sometimes when you're looking for reasons why certain things are happening, it could be helpful to remember that.
0: Yeah. And I think ultimately just do what you need. Yeah. And what you need to feel looked after. And if that is not communicating back with them and blocking them, then just do that. Don't don't even hesitate about it. Phone a friends list. So this is a bit in the podcast where we give you a quote so that the podcast feels like it sort of ends in a positive way. And also because <laughs> it just makes us smarter
2: to have to read what other people say.
0: I find other people, in my experience, other people always say it better than me.
2: Um, so I was watching a TED talk earlier today, and this quote came from that It's a lot easier to be miserable than uncertain. And that's from Abby Gibb via TEDx. But I think the basic concept is that sometimes we get trapped in things that make us unhappy. And sometimes you're better off to dive into the uncertainty and
0: out of the comfort of your misery. Dude, that is hitting hard. Uncertainty is terrifying. Mm-hmm. The misery you know. Mm, better the devil you know. But it's not actually better. It's not. If you know it's a devil, go for uncertainty instead. <laughs> oh, my God. So my quote is from Lubo Bang, who is one of my fave TikTok folk. Great. <laughs> I look at TikTok way too much. Okay. Whenever you're having a really bad day, Remember, some poor bastard out there is meeting your cunt of an ex and thinking that they found someone really special. <laughs> Amazing. This podcast was recorded on Wadjuk Noor Country in Perth, Western Australia. Our epic theme song was written by Naomi Robinson and Josiah Padmanabha check out our blogs and our awesome shop where you should definitely buy heaps of our shit at fordbook.com.